This is episode 54 of Bella in Your Business. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta from Jump Consulting, and today I have a real special guest for you. A couple of weeks ago, I found myself at a conference here in Phoenix, and I also found myself taking a class with Andrew, my guest, who I was told I had to go to his class by someone who was there the previous day. So, of course, I went. And you all know me. Like, it takes a lot for me to stop dead in my tracks. And my jaw dropped to the floor, and I literally had to pick it up. I'm not even going to try to introduce Andrew to you. I'm going to let him do it himself because that is what made my jaw drop. So if you're driving around right now, if you are doing laundry, if you're doing something, I just want you to just stop doing what you're doing. Pull over for like the next 60 seconds and listen to this. Without further ado, Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on, Bella. And I'll go ahead and hop in and do a brief introduction so people will know a little bit more about me. So my name is Andrew O'Brien. I'm known as the publicity guy and I have experienced four major events throughout my life. By the time I was 23, I'd experienced prostitution, war, suicide, and murder. Prostitution because I was raised by a prostitute mother, experienced a lot of traumatic sexual events as a child. Then I escaped my mother to join the army, went out to Iraq for a year where I served as a lead gunner, got out of the army, actually attempted to take my own life, and uh, did that with 120 pills in less than three minutes. And luckily survived that, woke up with a newfound appreciation for life. About a year later, my mother actually attempted, or she did murder her husband and asked me to help frame someone else for the murder. So those were four things that I experienced by the time I was 23. And that all led into me wanting to share my story with the world to give hope and empowerment to people around the world who had experienced similar traumatic events as mine. Incredible, you guys, right? <laughs> so Andrew, by telling your story, you also wrote a book, right? That has been widely distributed. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, my first book was Welcoming Your Soldier Home. I wrote it overnight. Uh, It's probably about 50 pages long, so it wasn't like a really big, long book. But it was about how to cope with post-traumatic stress and how to welcome your soldier home, how to help them get back into home and understand what they're going to be experiencing and facing and how you can be supportive. And that actually got a lot of media exposure around it. And it was bulk ordered by military bases from around the world. That's incredible. And you mentioned something in our class that was the real powerful part for me. You said to date, you had something like 200 people that have emailed you that, you know, took the gun out of their mouth that you just you helped save their life. Yeah, it was such an amazing thing for me for two and a half years. I was speaking and during those two and a half years, I could literally count to 200 people that I had at least had them hold on for one more day. I don't know if they're still around today, but I do know that they told me I at least gave them one more day. That is the most incredible and impactful thing I think anyone can do in their life. And most of the time, I think when we think about saving people's lives, it's literally doing chest compressions or putting an IV in. And you were able to save people's lives through a story, Andrew, through a story. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, I didn't give them solutions. I literally, all I did was a storyteller and that story saved people's lives. That's just incredible. A lot of our listeners are dog walkers and pet sitters and they're out there, you know, taking care of the pets and not necessarily saving their lives, but enriching their lives. And enriching our clients' lives as well, because we're an outsource of love and guilt, honestly, when it comes down to it. Let's first actually take a step back. And a lot of people feel like they're telling their story, but they're really selling or they're pitching, buy my services, buy my services. So 
Can you break down for us? Like, what is the difference so that ultimately we can have an impact on people, you know? Yeah. So I met you at an event in Phoenix. And during this event, we held this thing called a media pitch party, right? Mm-hmm. And what people were doing is they were going on for the audience that's listening. People were going onto stage and they were pitching their story for two minutes. Now, a lot of people went up there and when they were pitching their story, it kind of sounded like they were at Shark Tank. It sounded like they were trying to get investors into their business or get someone to buy their product or service or explain how awesome they are. And I think that's the biggest mistake. We can talk about how great we are at business. We can talk about testimonials and tangibles all day long, but that's not what humans connect with. Humans do not connect with their wallet. They connect with the heart. So when you're selling to the wallet, you're going to get that kind of response. When you're selling to the heart, the response is going to be so much bigger, so much more impactful, and the wallet will follow. And it will follow much easier if you sell to the heart first instead of going straight for the wallet. And so the difference is, are you telling your story or are you selling your services? Because your story will sell its services for itself and you don't have to sell anything. Uh huh. I love that. So, you know, people might be thinking, like, is my story like how I got into pet sitting, why I became a pet sitter, why I do what I do? Is it more about the why, would you say? It is. I mean, your story is your why. And sometimes a lot of people forget that. They're like, well, I just got into this business because it provides stability. It pays the bills. I mean, that's why I'm in this business. But if you really dig down deep into your subconscious, there's a lot more to it than just I just did this to support my family and pay my bills. There's a reason that you chose this profession, this career, and what you're doing. I've heard many pet sitters out there, and this is more so for our listeners. They've told a story in their desperation sometimes online, and they've said, you know, in our private groups, and they're like, you know, I got into this just because I really love the pets because this one time, da 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 And it's like, bam, that's it. That That one time, that little story, that heart story will go to the wallet. I love what you said, and I'm actually going to make a graphic out of it and put it in the show notes because that was that was really awesome. Andrew, bringing it back to you, tell me more about. So you got all this publicity and you wrote this book. And how did you make that shift in your life? Because I know a lot of our listeners are we all go through our hills and valleys constantly. That's what being an entrepreneur. That's what being a human is, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. So how did you go from like, all of those traumatic events to essentially doing what you do now. Like, can you help us understand how you push through it as a person, how you decided this is what you were going to do to help people bring us around that? So I'll say it in this way, and I love saying it this way. If you're listening to this and you haven't shared your story, you're selfish. You're a selfish person. And the reason that I say that is because your story has so much power and impact behind it, and it can change so many lives. So if you haven't done that, you're being selfish. You are causing damage in other people's lives by not causing healing, by not sharing your story. And it doesn't have to be prostitution, war, suicide, and murder. It doesn't have to be, you know, like what Bella's experienced. It's just, it's got to be something that you've experienced. And while you may feel like it's something small, there are 7.4 billion people in there. I guarantee at least 1% have experienced something close to what you have. And if that 1% comes to you and buys your services, you have a very, very successful business. So for my saying, I had to decide, do I keep this story to myself? Do I act like it never happened, sit here and pretend like everything is perfect and happy-go-lucky? Or do I go out there and get my story out there because I know if people heard it, they wouldn't feel alone anymore. If people heard it, they wouldn't want to take their own lives. If people heard it, I could really literally change the world for thousands of people because even though I only saved 200 people, those 200 people had family members, which if you add it all up, comes up to thousands of lives changed. 
And all I had to do was share my story and stop being selfish. You guys, how remarkable is that? Like, are you getting goosebumps right now? Because I am like, think about just you understand the enormity of this. And I love what you said about you're being selfish. I equate it to, you know, someone's out there in the middle of the dark in the sea and they're looking for that lighthouse just to give them hope that there's another life out there that gets with them. I recently read a book. It was someone I met at the conference who connected me with someone else who actually had almost the same exact story. We were in the hospital for like four different days uh, apart. Our kids are like a year apart. Our kids were only a few ounces apart. And until then, like because my story is so extreme, I felt, I mean, I was crying the whole book on my Kindle reading it because I just felt like someone else out there. I was like, I need to be this woman's friend. Like it's empowering. Okay, so you wanted to tell your story, but how did you transform that into a business? Because a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs and startups and they're they're starting their business. How did you take that extreme why and that want to change the world and create the PR guy? The publicity guy. Oh my God. Yeah. Pl- I knew I said that <laughs> wrong. I'm so sorry. Oh no, that's fine. So I started out not planning on this being a business. I started out, I just wanted to do this to help people. I just wanted to do something to make myself feel good. I was working a corporate job in a medical supply company, getting paid $12 an hour to sit behind a computer and send emails to doctors all day. I was miserable in my life. I just, I felt dead and I needed something to respark that fire in me, that energy inside of me. And I watched the news and I heard about the veterans that were taking their own lives. It showed me, I got this overcoming feeling that it's like, this is why you didn't die. This is why the suicide didn't work because this is what you were here for. This is why you were kept alive was to do this. And so I started sharing my story just to get it out there, just to show people that they weren't alone. And it just turned into a business. I got into the news and after the news, it went viral and it went front page in all these newspapers. And then after that, it got into Hawaii where I had my first speaking engagement and I spoke to over a thousand soldiers in a theater at the same place where I attempted to take my own life. And it was just so powerful. And all it kept doing was growing and growing and growing to a point to where I was getting invited to speak at the White House and Pentagon and Health and Human Services. And it all happened because of publicity, because of media exposure. And then I met entrepreneurs along the journey and they all had powerful stories. And I thought these people need to get their stories out to the world. These people need to show the world that there's a better option out there. And this is how they can do that. Wow, that's incredible. So generically speaking, how could we translate that to the people that are listening? Like, would it be like getting a story out about the different ways that you could have your pet cared for and someone realized their house was saved from a big leak? Because I'm trying to figure out how our listeners can relate to what you're saying, because what you're saying is so grandiose, but at the same time, so simple. So is there a way you could break it down simply for me? For It could really apply to anyone. It doesn't have to be pet sitters or dog walkers. Well, I'd love to do it for pet sitters and dog walkers just so they can hear it from that perspective is because we think of pets as these animals, right? These animals we care for, but there's so much more than that. They're these companions. They have a huge impact on our life. They're family. If you really think about it, pets are used for children facing autism. They're used for vets who are facing post-traumatic stress. These pets are more than just pets or something else that we have to feed that barks every time something comes to the door. They are our protectors that protect our house and our family and our children and our wives and husbands. They are there to, they're so much more than just this animal to feed and pet. And so for us, we just have to look at it from that perspective is, Talking about the story of how your dog 
saved your life in some way or your cat saved your life. And that's what led into wanting to care for other people's pets because you realize the impact and the power behind companionship with these animals who are loyal to death. Like I can go home and I can smack my dog because he peed on the floor and he'll lick me, right? I can't go home and smack my wife and she would lick me. Like it doesn't work that way. <laughs> These animals oh my God. are. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I don't loyal. mean to laugh. I hope no one's offended there, but just, okay, go on. <laughs> but I mean, these animals are so much more than these things that we have to feed and walk. Like, and the people that you're serving understand that. And it's talking to them in that type of perspective. It's, it's putting the power behind it. You're not just a dog walker. You're not just a pet sitter. You are literally caring for their children. You're caring for their family members. It's no different than being a nanny or being someone that takes care of their kids. A lot of people look at their animals as a part of their family and they treat them just as much. I love that, Andrew. I'm going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I want to talk about the difference between press releases and pitches. And also, I want to dive in a little bit more to what you just said and talk about the different mediums in which you can tell your story. We'll be back after these words. Want to get yourself or your staff pet first aid CPR certified but don't know how? Gone are the days of having to take off a day of work just to go sit in a classroom. Take it online. Pro Pet Hero is a veterinarian trained program given in modules that test your knowledge of the material at the end of each section. Pro Pet Hero can even give you a certificate to show all your clients and post it on your website. Imagine future clients being drawn to you because of your extensive knowledge. Sign up today, www.jumpconsulting.net forward slash CPR. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash CPR. Use coupon code CPR petsitter for 10% off. And I'm back with Andrew, and we are here today talking about everything about telling your story and PR. So, Andrew, before we move into the difference between press releases and pitches, can you go a little bit deeper into what you were just saying? So there's many different mediums that we can tell our story on, I assume, right? We don't just have to be at the Pentagon or on CNN. So tell me about the different ways that we can get our story out there. There are so many options, right? There's so many options out there in the world. There's the national media, which is intimidating for people because they think that it's challenging and that it's difficult to do. There's online publications, right? So like Entrepreneur Forbes, Inc. business publications. There's animal publications that are online. There are podcasts. Podcasters are becoming a huge thing. There's plenty of those to get on nowadays. There are local media. So I'm talking about the local newspaper, the local business journal, the local TV. TV stations. You've got so many options. There's such a wide variety of options. And for a dog walker or a pet sitter, I would say go after the local media, go after the local bloggers, go after all the local media contacts. That's where you want to go because that's where your clientele is to start and get your story out there. I love that. I love that. So moving on into that, how do we actually get to them? So many pet sitters I see, they're still doing press releases. Does anyone have a template for a press release? And what should I say in my press release? And I want to do a press release because it's my first year anniversary of my business. Talk to me about press releases. So if you want to do a press release, if you just feel like enjoying wasting your time, go for it. But (laughs) other than that, press releases do not work. They are a waste of time. They're a waste of resources and they're a waste of energy. It's not worth it anymore. Press releases do not work. They don't work for you unless you're Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, 
or some famous basketball player. Like that, that's the only people press releases work for are famous people. As a business owner, we aren't famous, right? Even though you can talk to someone that's really well known in the entrepreneur space, but they're still not famous to the world. So what you want to do is, is direct contact. You want to reach out to reporters directly. You know what? As a pet setter or a dog walker, reach out to a reporter that you know talks a lot about volunteering at animal shelters or loves to talk about the local animal shelter or talks about their animals or pets all the time. You will easily find a local reporter who talks about their animals and their bios. That's the one you reach out to because they are going to connect with your message more than a press release sent to some bulk email address that gets hundreds of them a day. Right. And with these days, you know, I always call Twitter the back door. Like, you can be tweeting them, build that relationship with them, uh, their Facebook pages, their blogs, their Instagram, you know, they're on all kinds of media. And if they just start seeing you frequently, you as a person, not you as a business selling, right? Would you agree? Yeah, it's, def- it's not seeing you as a business owner. It's seeing you as someone that connects on a deeper level with them that has the same passions and thoughts as they do. Just for our listeners who are thinking, something that I put to action in Arizona, we have a lot of haboobs which is like a wall of dust (laughs) and it is just (laughs) horrible. And we have monsoons, which is just, it's just insane. It's like batting down the hatches, but it's the biggest story around here. It's the weather and it happens all the time in the summer. So I created these graphics and this is something that you could do if you're in tornado alley or you're in uh, Florida with the hurricanes or something around weather and pets, you know, just to get on their radar at least. And be offering something like an infographic, like how to, you know, protect your pets from the haboob coming or the monsoon. And you have to have those on your phone ready to tweet out when these things happen, because they, at least in Arizona, they happen pretty fast. They start retweeting that stuff. And, you know, that's another way to kind of make a little bit of an impact. It's just they're always talking about like humans and how to, you know, don't, at least in Arizona, don't drive through the washes, which sounds like a no brainer, but people do it all the time. <laughs> but we could, you know, offer really cool tips about pets because they're not often giving tips about pets, but very willing to share them. Andrew, I am almost overwhelmed in some way because I just think that you're very diverse and amazing. So I'm going to put it to you. What is a question I should ask you that you like to answer? The biggest question is how deep do I go into my story, right? Because. That's good. A lot of people, they want to scratch the surface. They just want to talk about, well, I was broke and now I have this successful company, right? That's something I hear almost every day. And here's the three steps to this. Here's the five steps to this, the seven steps to that. It gets boring. If you want to stand out, right, the most important thing as a business owner, no matter what business you're in, is being unique and different from everybody else. The only way you can do that right now in today's day and age is stop pretending like everything's perfect and start talking really deep. What I tell people is if it makes you tear up, if it makes your stomach turn, if it makes your heart beat faster, if you have a hard time breathing just with the thought of sharing that one story, that's the story you got to share because it has to be shared with the world. That's where the connection is going to be made because if you tear up, if your stomach's turning, if your heart's beating fast, if your chest is tightening, that makes it more difficult and it makes it more impactful because someone else is feeling the exact same way with a very similar story to yours. And Bella did very well at this on stage when she pitched her story. It wasn't about being a dog walker or coaching dog walkers. It was about her experiences with her baby and it was about all of these things and, and showing like physical help. Like she, she physically showed the ring going over the baby's legs and like 
that is the stuff that people really, really connect with. So if it makes you sick, if it makes you nauseous, that's the story you got to be sharing. I can definitely attest to that because I sat down, man, and I wanted to cry and throw up. And I've never had that experience after being on stage. Usually anyone who knows me knows I love it. But that was definitely I went to a place I'd never been. And I can't agree with what you said so much. I mean, it's it's just so on point. Andrew, it's been such a pleasure having you on the episode. I know that you have a couple of offerings or ways that like if people really want to just, you know, drink up what you're pouring out, they can. So can you tell people how they can reach you in your programs? Yeah, the best thing to do is go to thepublicityguy.com and they can find everything that they need on that website and contact us in any way. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on all of it. So you can always reach out. We're always available. I've got a, I'm not a solopreneur. I've got a staff of seven and all of them are always here to help and support in the best ways that they can. And yeah, you're a PR company, so you have to be on it, right? You can't let emails sit. You want to tell people about the group that you do where you interview behind the scenes people? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So we interview producers, editors, journalists, these kinds of people. They're the decision makers at places like CNN, Good Morning America, USA Today and all of those places. So we give you access to people that you would otherwise not have access to and allow you to ask questions and get information from them. It's pretty cool. It was impactful to me when you first told me about that because you had said that there was someone who who is like a reporter for 15 or 20 years and it's never been interviewed. And not only was he very like, oh, yeah, I'll be interviewed. But it's great because, you know, these people are always used to people taking from them and wanting things from them. And and when they're able to tell their own story or give back, it makes her some aha moments, I imagine. And I, I've seen a couple of them and I really appreciate them. And it's something that's very different. That's not done a lot out there on the Web. So I encourage our listeners to hook up with you and figure that out. This has been another episode of Bella in Your Business. Remember to always keep jumping and go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks for jumping with Bella in Your Business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.